0: Well, good, uh, good morning, church. Uh, just got a little glitch there, trying to figure out what that was. But uh, uh, you probably figured out it's All Nations Sunday. And uh, this was supposed to be All Nations weekend for us. And with the COVID-19, we've had to basically scale back to just this morning. And uh, I, I wanted to tell you that as I, was, uh, I had to do a few things and walk around as they were leading you in worship, uh, I wanted to come down to the front and start dancing in front of the worship team. And then I remembered I can't dance, so I didn't do it. But uh, I'm sure it would have completely messed them up, and I didn't want to do that. So, but I hope you enjoyed the worship. I hope you had a, a lot of fun, and you were brought to the presence of God. Uh, one of the things that I've kind of observed is this past week, there seemed to be a real bottoming out of people's emotions. And I have seen emotions all the way from anger that this is happening, that we're made to stay home, to I can't believe that anybody gets to go out at all. You know, fear and anger and all these different things. And my prayer for you, my prayer for the team here this morning was that you would be able to experience God's presence like you've never experienced it before. That you would feel the Holy Spirit overwhelming your soul that you would have his presence flooding you and pushing out those emotional extremes that often come in these difficult times. So I just want to encourage you as uh, we carry on in the word that you just let God come in. And in fact, even though it's All Nations Sunday, there's a good argument here in the text how we need to start doing things differently. We've gotta get our eyes off ourselves and we gotta start focusing on other things. So let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we start your word, just be with us, fill us, empower us, give us truth, give us insight. Just heal our souls. Uh, Pull out those extreme emotions. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. When I was in college, um, I remember during all the missions conferences and the, we had a weekly missions meeting i remember feeling such a draw and a desire to go to another culture and share jesus with them and for years i and even up till 10 years ago i i still was trying to figure out a way i could get to the field to the unreached people groups now that's really where my heart is but I want to say to you repeatedly, God has said to me, we need to have pastors in the pulpit that believe reaching the lost is important both here and around the world. And so it's been something that I've done repeatedly over and over. I've tried as a pastor, even in this time, because I believe not only is it our calling, but it is also something that keeps us from going crazy in those emotional extremes. Let's be honest. In this crisis, my old nature kicks in. You know that old nature that says, preserve yourself, save yourself, protect yourself. In God's economy, in God's way of things, there's a few upside down processes that come to play. The Sermon on the Mount that Jesus taught clearly explains that the way to go up is to go down. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Friends, the way to go up is not to find more storage places for our toilet paper, but the way to go up in God's economy is to give away to focus on others. Even in Canada, if we were all on welfare, every one of us, on what often is described as the lowest income that you can ever have without having no income, even on welfare, we are still richer than I believe 90 or 95% of the world. Why do we get so bent out of shape when things go so off the tracks And we start hoarding. We start having fear. We start having all these emotions. We just came through St. Patrick's Day a few weeks ago. Have you ever read the story of St. Patrick? Well, you think about the green and pinching people. St. Patrick was captured and was a slave to the Irish people. Over about 10, 15 years, he finally escaped, was able to go back home. And when he got back home, he had an incredible encounter with God. And when he had an encounter with God, God told him, I want you to go back to the Irish people and proclaim Jesus. So what did St. Patrick do? Well, we know the history. He went back. And it's a long story, but friends, the way to go up in God's economy is to go down. It's to consider others. Now I only have about 10 more minutes, so let's see what the Bible says to the church no matter where we are at, no matter what experiences we are going through. Point number one, I have three points this morning. (coughs) Point number one, we have been blessed to bless others we have been blessed to bless others ephesians 2:18 puts it this way for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so where's your focus right now is your focus all on about me my family i got to protect i got to preserve i got to I mean, the more we focus on self, the more we focus on us, the more intense our emotions will become. Philippians 2 progresses this thought so well, and it says, therefore, there's a whole bunch of ifs, I think there's four ifs. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit... Oh, I'd love to go into a whole sermon about that, but I won't. If any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Are you hearing the sort of other focus coming out of this? To be like-minded means that I care about other people's opinions. I care about what they're feeling. I care if they have enough toilet paper or not. Having the same love, the text goes on to say, being one in spirit and one in mind. Now listen to this, verse three. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. The way to go up is to go down. It's to focus outward. It's not to focus on you and your troubles. Nature, your human nature says, protect yourself, build bigger barns to store your toilet paper. But the Bible says otherwise. Let me ask you a question as we move into our second point. Would you like to stop death, disease, and evil? Would you like to stop death, disease, and evil? honestly, the way many of us Christians behave with our money and our time, you would wonder if we even know we can end sin now. We can bring in the new era, the new age. So point number two, we have a part to play in ending sin. Matthew 24, 14, and I would have loved to teach all the context and all the parts about it, but focusing just on verse 14. And this gospel and this gospel of the kingdom, now that's Christianity, that's the, the, the we are sinners in need of a savior, will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. This is a conditional statement that's followed with the conclusion. Once the gospel is preached to every nation, then the end will come. So why do we do missions or All Nations Sunday when we should be focusing on ourselves? This is a crisis. This is a catastrophe. It's because exactly what God wants you to do today is to focus on others. I learned this way back when I would say I had my only big depressive episode. When I began to seek the Lord, he said, focus on others. And so I did that and it's amazing how in my case, all that focus on my troubles and my worries and my problems suddenly began to help me to focus on others and not on myself and I started to feel better. This is a huge verse. It really is part of our denominational DNA. A.B. Simpson, the the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance, he founded the Alliance in New York City. And when he founded the denomination, and it wasn't he didn't want a denomination, he just wanted to start a movement, a missional movement, this was his verse. I mean, he used to have great rallies, bring in lots of offerings, have people uh, give their lives to go overseas for the sake of ending the sin, coronaviruses, all that stuff in the world. Are you aware that we have a role to play in that? And again, I'm shocked how Christians often behave with their money, their time, because we can end the way this world is happening right now. Are you aware that Iran, which as you know is, well, it was pretty close to 100% Muslim-Islam, and in 1979, there was only about 500 Muslim background Christians. Today, there's over a million. What happened? What changed? When you start getting that kind of mass in a society, it begins to change the DNA as people begin to focus on others instead of themselves. There's unity that takes place. There's prosperity literally begins to happen because it's just not about bribery and dishonesty and me making money. It's about taking care of others and paying your workers properly. Finally, point number three. Are you aware that we've been commanded to go by Jesus? No matter what we're struggling with, we have been commanded to go by Jesus. And of course, Matthew 28, verse 18. Almost every Christian knows this verse. called the Great Commission verse. And it says this. Now, these are some of Jesus' final words. This is his instruction to his disciples, his followers. The leaders of the church. Then Jesus came to them and said... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So we as a church have continued, we have uh, uh, some international workers in Africa, we have some in Europe, uh, we have some international workers in Asia, and we do all this for the sake of the kingdom. And even in these difficult times, I want to encourage you to, Keep focusing on all nations. I want to encourage you to focus on your neighbors too. I want you to focus on your extended family members. I want you to focus on uh, people you know from work, even if you've been laid off. And start in the mornings. I've been putting a challenge out there. The elders have been doing this for a couple of months. In the morning, when you're praying and seeking God, and I hope you are, ask God, is there somebody I should connect with today? Ask God, Is there a mission moment, or is there an international worker I should connect with, or send a little bit of money? And I know some of us don't have any money. That's okay. But there's lots you can do. You can pray, you can connect. Focus not on yourselves, but consider others more important than yourself. About 15 years ago, my wife and I, Carolyn, had an opportunity to go to Ecuador. Now, my wife was born in Ecuador and we got to go, we were doing church partnership evangelism. We partnered with two different churches as a team. And as we partnered with these two different churches doing evangelism, on our second trip to Ecuador, we were able to take my wife's mom and dad. My wife's dad at the time was in his eighties. Mom was in her late seventies. And uh, they had been to Ecuador and and for various reasons, left the field. And uh, my wife grew up mostly in Saskatoon. And we were able to go back to Ecuador, and one of the things we got to do is we got to go to up in the mountains, a place called Colta Lake, and we had the head of the mission that my father-in-law used to be with in the 60s in Ecuador, and we drove around this lake. It was basically populated all the way around community, community, connecting each other. And we would drive along, and the missionary would say, oh, there's a church of 400. We'd drive another 15 blocks, oh, there's a church of 300, another 20 blocks, oh, there's a church of 800. And, uh, and my father-in-law was just, and I remember saying to him, what was it like when you left in 1968? And he said, there wasn't a Christian around. There was none. There was no churches. There was alcoholism, wife abuse. It was awful. Children being, be- it was just a really horrible thing. And so we kept driving and we went to a market at the uh, kind of one end of the lake in the biggest city. and. Uh, We went to the market. My father-in-law stayed in the car. Uh, He was in his 80s. He was tired. And when he was sitting there, we were off shopping. This older man, a local, came up to him and said, Hey, how are you doing? And my father-in-law still speaks Spanish, and so they began to converse. Found out the guy was the mayor of the city. And uh, as they began to talk, found out the mayor was a Christian. Because my father-in-law said he was a missionary. And the, and the mayor kept saying, Is there anything different? And my father in law is going, Well, yeah, usually on Sundays when we drive to the market, the ditches would be filled with passed out uh, people that had been drinking too much the night before. I didn't see any of them. And the mayor said, Yeah, the gospel has transformed this region. And then as they talked, he found out, my father in law found out, the mayor was in his third term as mayor. Oh, by the way, in this country, that never happens. Because often what happens is you get into power, you take all the money you can, and then it's somebody else's turn. But this mayor, considering others more important than himself, focused on his community, focused on others, and he kept getting reelected. Friends, we need to focus on the nations. And this is All Nations Sunday. And we need to understand that Jesus is still at work even in this travesty, even in this lockdown, I believe there's opportunity like we've never had opportunity before. So in conclusion, you have been blessed to bless others. Uh, We can end evil and suffering. And thirdly, Jesus is not asking, but he's commanding us to go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for who you are. Uh, Your word is unbelievable, filled with overwhelming uh, wisdom and, and understanding. And, and God, if we're left to our own sinful, old nature devices, we will destroy ourselves. God, help us to focus on others. And we are focusing on all nations this morning. Help us to focus on Tristan and Ashley, some of our own who have just started a journey across Canada and arrived in St. Catharines yesterday. And they are working with a great mission there. And we support them as a couple. And we long for, we look forward to their, their next step of journey in their international work that they do. And Father, we also wanted to just uh, uh, pray for uh, some of our missionaries in Asia. Uh, I know they're home right now in Vancouver, but uh, they are doing an incredible work in this Asian country. And we just pray, Jesus, that you would continue to uh, see people brought to faith in Christ. Even as I've gone to Africa to the another country where one of our international workers are. Uh, I couldn't help as I traveled around and saw the potential, saw the resources, saw the people. Oh, they're such a lovely people, God, but I couldn't help but think they need Jesus. They need to understand these principles of others first and the way to go up is to go down and, oh God, help us to be a church that even in our anxiety and fear and anger, even then we will focus on others. We will take the focus off ourselves. Oh God, with our children, with our parents, with our grandparents, with our friends, God, let us focus on others and how we can love others. And we may not have much, we may not have anything. We may need help ourselves, but even in that, God, let us focus on others and may we be an all-nations church. So, Father, if you're speaking to anybody today and they understand a lot of their anxiety and fear is because they've been focusing too much on What could happen? What could unfold? Or some people are in the midst and the throes of just horrible circumstances. layoffs, financial trouble, uh, bank loans being called. Oh God, help us to focus on others. For this is the way of the gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.